Welcome back to Search the Scriptures. This is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ right here in Omaha. And we are so thankful to have this opportunity to be with you again to open up God's Word and study a little bit further, a little bit deeper. We do exactly as the name of the program, Search the Scriptures, suggests. We get into God's Word. We dig deep, look at it in detail, and yet we try to explain those teachings in a way that is easy to understand and that also makes sense for your daily life. We want to help you get to heaven. We really do. Now that's an easy statement to say perhaps, but we don't say that lightly. We want to help you get to heaven. We pray for you. We really do. But you know, just praying for you is not going to get you there all by itself. We try to help you understand God's word because God's word contains the message of salvation and thereby the guidebook or is the guidebook to heaven. We want to help you come to understand how much God loves you, how he sent his son to die for you personally so that you could repent of your sins and come to your Lord and Savior, come to God through him in repentance, confessing your faith openly and surrendering to him in baptism, at which point the blood that his son shed on the cross for you in giving his physical life thereon will still cleanse you of the guilt of your sins as you're baptized into him, still cleanse you, still give you forgiveness. God loves you that much. And by his grace, he has offered you the opportunity to be forgiven, to be redeemed, to be saved, to be able to look forward to eternal life with him in heaven. How God is a God of love and grace. At the end of the program, we encourage you, have a pencil or a pen ready and a piece of paper, and then jot down the information we'll give you, how to contact us, and then contact us. Ask for the free Bible study that we always offer, and we send this all across the country. It is free. We'll even take care of the postage. And this will give you the basics of Christianity, of forgiveness and salvation, the basics our understanding of God and Christ, how to become a Christian, how to be saved, how to live the Christian life, and how to look forward to eternity in heaven, eternal life. So have that pencil or pen and piece of paper ready and jot down that information. And again, the study is free. You can also receive a copy of today's program on CD, again, for free. And we'll take care of the postage. So be ready for that. Now let's get back into our study on the grace of God. We've been talking about how we're saved by grace. We looked rather extensively at the first 14 verses of John chapter 1. And that is John's gospel account of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ's life on this earth, his ministry on this earth. And we saw how that We're totally dependent upon God for our physical existence, and we're also totally dependent upon God for salvation and eternal life. We must come to him his way, and that is through Jesus Christ. Now, we saw that that God the Son, 
Christ was there in the beginning with God at the creation, and nothing was made that was made without Christ. He was there taking part in the creation with God the Father and God the Holy Spirit. Jesus, God's Son, Christ, came into this world to go to the cross to die as the perfect sacrifice, one time for all time, to pay the price for the guilt of our sins. In fact, the Apostle Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 21 that God made Christ to be sin for us. Now, that does not mean he made Christ to be sinful, but to bear the sins, all of the sins of all of humanity for all time upon his physical body as he died on that cross. The perfect, ultimate, one time for all time sacrifice. Hebrews 7 and verse 27. Now, let's give some careful, and let me go back and emphasize again, and through Christ, we have the opportunity for eternal life, for forgiveness, for redemption. We have the opportunity for salvation. We have the opportunity, by God's grace, to become his children. We talked about that in detail in our last program. Now let's turn to Ephesians chapter 1. And let's give some careful attention to the incredible story of God's grace toward us in terms of our forgiveness and salvation, what he did for us. In, he, in Ephesians chapter 1, beginning with verse 1, Paul begins this letter to the congregation in Ephesus this way. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God. Now, Paul did not call himself an apostle by his own will, a title he just claimed for himself, but he was divinely appointed. It was by the will of Jesus, uh, by the will of God, that Jesus identified him, called him to be an apostle. He goes on and says to the saints who are in Ephesus and faithful in Christ Jesus. Now he's writing this letter specifically to the congregation of the Lord's church, to the Christians in Ephesus. But, as this letter is recorded in Scripture, divinely inspired as such, it applies to Christians of all time, and that includes us today. The instruction we can get is for people who have yet to become Christians so that they can see the blessings that are awaiting them if they will come to God through Christ and become Christians. Notice that it is identified as being to the saints who are in Ephesus. You see, some people think saints are some specific dead Christians. The New Testament letters are continually identified with and directed toward the living Christians in the various congregations to whom Paul was writing those letters. And they are continually identified as the saints. The saints. You see, God determines the identity of sainthood, and that automatically goes with every true Christian. 
while he is still alive, not just some exclusive individuals who died and then get declared by living human beings to become saints. That's not the true identity that is brought out in Scripture. But to the saints who are in Ephesus, those Christians who were alive and made up the congregation of the Lord's church in the city of Ephesus. But again, you find that over and over again through Paul's letters. Paul goes on in verse 2 and he says, Grace and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. A common expression of introduction. Grace and peace you find in Paul's letters repeatedly. Now, let's look at the blessings that God offers those who become Christians, who would become Christians, who would come to him through Jesus Christ. Those blessings that he has already bestowed upon those who have become Christians, who have come to him through Jesus Christ. Beginning with verse 3, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Now, every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. That phrase, in Christ, is, is one that qualifies the individual to be the recipients of these blessings. It's conditional. People who are supposedly believers in God, but do not believe in Jesus Christ, these blessings are not for them. Now, they're for them if they will come to God through Jesus Christ, but only those who are in Christ, only those in Christ are the recipients of every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. He goes on in verse 4 and he writes, Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Now how can we be holy and without blame before God? Only through his forgiveness by grace, by his grace. How can we be forgiven? We come to God through Jesus Christ. When Peter was asked on Pentecost by those Jews gathered, what shall we do? He said, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. Again, when Ananias was sent by the Lord himself to teach Saul of Tarsus, he said, why are you waiting? Arise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling in the name of the Lord. Acts twenty-two sixteen. Peter's response was in Acts 2 and verse 38. So, he chose us. Did God choose certain individuals to be saved and others to be lost? No. He chose us through the gospel. All who would come to him through the gospel message of salvation, the gospel of Jesus Christ, can be saved, can be forgiven can have eternal life. It is 
in that sense that God chose us, all who would be obedient. Remember that Jesus learned obedience through the things which he suffered. And having been made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation to all who will obey him. Hebrews 5, verses 8 and 9. So God makes the offer to everybody by his grace. But we have to come to him in obedience. We can be holy. We can be forgiven. We can be redeemed. We can be without blame before God through the blood of Christ as we're baptized into him for the remission of our sins. Verse 5, he goes on and says, having, having predestined us to adoption as sons. And we've talked about this earlier in this study. Going back to John chapter 1 and verse 12, John said that those who would come to Christ have the right to become children of God. And Paul, in Romans chapter 8 and in Galatians chapter 4, goes into some detail talking about how as one becomes a Christian, God adopts him as his child, adopts him into his family. Again, you don't adopt your own children. You adopt those who are outside of your family as they come to you and you bring them into your family. That's what adoption is about. And so as we're forgiven, as we come back to God through Jesus Christ, redeemed, saved, he adopts us. All of this is by his grace. Adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will. To the praise of the glory of his grace. Again, we have no hope for forgiveness, for redemption, for salvation, for eternal life except by the grace of God. Having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he made us accepted in the beloved. You know, a lot of people are out there today who want to be accepted by people around them. Many simply want to be accepted by their own family members. And they feel rejected. They feel as castaways. People want to be accepted by friends, to have friends. There is no greater realm of acceptance than to be accepted by God. Nothing as important, nothing remotely so as standing accepted by God. And through Christ, God offers us the opportunity to be accepted in the beloved. In verse 7, Paul goes on and says, in him we have redemption through his blood. What does that word redeem mean? It means to buy back. You see, when man sinned in the garden, that separated him from God. Physical death became an ultimate reality, but spiritual death became an immediate reality because sin separates us from God, Isaiah 59, 1 and 2. And so man needed to be bought back. 
And there is no one who could do that except God himself. And so God the Son went to that cross to pay the price for the guilt of our sins. And in dying thereon, shedding his blood, he paid the redemption price to buy us back if we will come to God through him, his way. In him we have redemption through his blood. What a horrific price had to be paid. The blood, the life physically of Jesus Christ to buy us back. But you see, that's one of the blessings, spiritual blessings in the heavenly places offered to those who have become Christians, who will come to God through Jesus Christ, redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Oh, how people need to be forgiven and how so many people feel that they're beyond forgiveness. They've been, in their minds, too bad to be good. They've done too much wrong to be forgiven. But God offers us forgiveness, even for the worst of the worst, through Jesus Christ, if we will come to him. In verse 8, which he made to abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence, how we need the wisdom of God in our lives. So many people are living in foolish directions to their own self-destruction, but God offers us his wisdom. And what we're reading right now, what we're studying, the scriptures communicates his wisdom to us. Verse 9 goes on and says, having made known to us the mystery of his will, according to the good pleasure which he purposed in himself, What is that mystery? Salvation through Jesus Christ. And ultimately bringing all people together as Christians, all who will come to him through Christ. All of us can be his children. All of us can be his family. All of us can be the body of Christ, which is the church that Jesus established upon this earth. God makes that offer to everybody by his grace. The mystery, having made known to us the mystery of his will, that mystery has been revealed through the gospel of Christ. See, God again was planning all of this through those hundreds and hundreds and thousands of years of Old Testament history planning his ultimate way for us to become one in Christ. Having made known to us the mystery of his will, according to, the good, to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of the times, he might gather together in one, that is, in Christ and in the church, all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, in him. And again, those qualifiers, those qualifiers, in him, in Christ. People talk about unity in this world. People talk about peace. People talk about being united. 
when we're only trying to bring that about through politics, through diplomacy, on a diplomatic scale, through war, we'll never be united. We'll never be one. Not in the truest sense. But you see, God offers us ultimate unity by being Christians, by being in Christ. In the dispensation of the fullness of the times, at the right time, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, in him. That is what the church is all about, to bring us together as one people, as one body, as the family of God. In him also we have obtained an inheritance. What is that inheritance? Eternal life, an eternal home in heaven, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, that we who have trusted in Christ should be to the praise of his glory. And we ought to live our lives to the glory of God, according to his will. In him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, the gospel message, is the message of salvation from God, brought to this earth by God the Son in the physical form of Jesus Christ, in whom also you, having believed, were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance, until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. Our Lord is coming back one day, he is coming back to bring all mankind into judgment and to take the saved home with him in heaven. God offers us that ultimate blessing in Christ by God's grace. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, guide us to be there with our Lord and Savior on that day to be ushered into heaven to our eternal home with you. Thank you, Father, for your grace. Thank you for offering us forgiveness and redemption, salvation and eternal life, all by your grace. Help us to live as worthy as we can while we're still here in this world, in this earth. And we pray for your grace to be extended to all mankind and for them to accept it, Father. Please forgive us, gracious Father. This is our prayer in Christ's name. Amen.